Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master and Sweet Babyest Brother. Uh, and thank you very much for tuning in to The Adventure Zone. Uh, what you're about to hear is the pilot episode for the show. If you listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me, you may have already heard it. It was our experimental D&D episode, an experiment that a lot of you really loved and told us that you wanted more of. So thank you so much for, for that outpouring of... Uh, of support. We really wanted to do more of this and release it as a show, and, and you guys uh, definitely made it known that you wanted that too. Um, so that is the plan. We are going to do this as a regular thing. Uh, the plan now is to do them uh, bi-weekly. I think that's right. Every other week, every other Thursday, here on MaximumFun.org and on iTunes, you will be able to find new episodes of the show, and we're going to keep it going. So if you could do us a favor and, and tell any nerd friends that you might have uh, that you think might enjoy the show about it and spread the word, leave a review on iTunes just to help us sort of get it going, uh, we would, of course, really, really appreciate it. I've talked enough. It's time for the campaign to begin. So... <clears throat> Strap on your fantasy seatbelts and brace your asses for the Adventure Zone. So you guys ready to make some dudes? Yeah. How? So I guess we should make the use the pre-roll dudes, or else we're going to be here all day. Like I can tell you guys about, um, like statistical ranges that you're going to be using for your strength and your dexterity. I can talk to you all about vocations. I can talk to you about evocations. All kinds of shit. What uh, about um, sponsors? I can talk about sponsorships. Um, basically, if you and a handsome teenager fall in love mm-hmm. and played up, then you get, um, you'll get you get potions that'll help you out. I should mention just off the bat that we are playing a Hunger Games role-playing game. And it's not an officially licensed product, but um, it's of my own division. Um, so I, I call it Katniss. Okay. That seems obvious. Oh, is that like playing Odd Job? Yeah, it's a, yeah she, she has a... She's very tiny. She's very hard to hit. Let's, uh, I mean, let's talk about our D&D... Experience because I think we're all pretty uncomfortable right now. And this is a pretty good icebreaker. I'm, um, I've Travis, played a, you played some fourth edition, right? Yes, I I played fourth edition and only fourth edition, but I played it. Um, I don't know. I I didn't have a regular game like I've been played a lot, but I've played um, I don't know six or seven times. Jesus, what? We just I maybe you're not ready for this. Well, maybe I mean, you're not. Maybe you're not ready for the the D and D acumen that I'm. I played one today. time, twice. Okay, so this is two times then. I've <laughs> never played in my entire life. You're the biggest goddamn nerd I've ever met. I know. And, and how did this happen? I don't know. You was should... it something you actively avoided? Because that's what I did for a while. Where yeah. I, was, I just wasn't willing to take that step. I just never had anybody who uh, was interested in it besides me. But you like came up in the Gygax era. Oh you, yeah, you were in the. I've actually met Gygax. 
Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I have a fucking awkward conversation. So what's your thing again? Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> that sounds really good. Can't wait to play it, Gary. I know of those ideas as separate entities. Keep plugging at it, Gary. <laughs> you'll, you'll get them. You'll get Don't there. Um, Keep it up. I, Keep it up with your role-playing, James. I think what for a lot of people, Dungeons and Dragons was the last bastion of nerddom, the nerdiest thing you could do. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it was sort of like the fail-safe, like, emergency. Well, like, at least I don't play Dungeons & Dragons. But the good thing is, now LARPing's a thing. So, yeah, so we can, there. We can say, like, someday there will be, like, um, like live-action slash fiction. Mm-hmm. And then LARPing will be, like, passe. And then we can finally, finally, finally well, indulge we're in getting there with the quest on ABC, so I know. Yeah, true. it's true. Travis, I need you to... Shh, I make that dog. I call. Call. Is your dog playing? I call. Is your dog playing? Yes, she is. Part of the adventure. She is Princess Buttercup. She's she's playing as my my uh, dire hound lady. <laughs> okay. Try. Uh, I will. Can you? We just. You will have a dire hound in and if, if and when I decide that you've earned one. Do you remember how when you got Nessie, you had to like do chores and stuff to uh-huh. show you're responsible enough? I will give you a fake in-game dog, but you have to show me that you can take care of it and you can feed it and take. I rolled my own character and I wrote him a backstory. That's your. That's a step in the right direction, man. <laughs> I named. I have a name. Uh, so, well, well, let's talk about the classes we're playing. Because we're only playing with three people, which is yeah. tiny. It's pitiful. Based we're going to get just I'll, demolished. I'll, yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're going to get wrecked. I'll be dungeon mastering, which I've never done. I actually did it once for Nirvana. a pickup game. What am I telling to Nirvana? <laughs> three people. It's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, but but you you guys will be facing the horrors that I throw at you, and you'll be playing... I think we're keeping it pretty traditional, yeah? Yep. We got a... Travis, you're gonna be a fighter. I'm playing a human fighter named Magnus Burnsides. I love that. Magnus Burnsides? Correct. Is he... uh, Is he... I mean, Magnus, is that... Is that Greco-Roman in nature? Is Is he real historical fantasy? What's the deal? Yes, Magnus Burnside is a real person that I base this on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm playing uh, a wizard. Okay. Uh, his name is spelled T A A K O. So like ta- take take. So ta- like take it. Talk. Well, I mean that it's. Is your a, wizard so named? Are you naming your goddamn wizard Taco? His name is Taco. <laughs> it's a family name. It's not pronounced. Like, it's <laughs> is it short for something. Taco he's Bell. Actually, he's actually Taco the Lesser. <laughs> My father, I'm Taco, Taco the Great, Taco Supreme. Please, please, can it be Taco Bell? Uh, I live in a cabana. I guess it's okay, Justin, because like in the in the in the infinite world of fantasy, I'm about to craft for you. Maybe tacos don't exist already. And it's just in the traditional sense. Oh my god, the, the my whole is, goal is not realized. My goal for this adventure anything. is for, to invent the taco. It's sure. Roll for salsa. You might, <laughs> you might need to roll for salsa. I don't know. You, you could take any number of checks. It could take a peppers check, a sauce check, a consistency a zesty, check. A zesty check. A, a check. freshness check. <laughs> a soft or hard shell check. I love Conte it. check. I, I'm going to be so deep in game that your name's not even going to be ridiculous. What is a taco? Roll for zestiness. Roll for going and thinking outside the bun. Daddy, what are you... Uh, you're a cleric, I'm a, right? I'm a dwarf cleric okay. named Merle Highchurch. Merle? And that's M-E-R-L-E. See, Make that's a goddamn name. Put that... Yeah. I'm, so, no, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, saying, Magnus Burnside? Magnus is a great name. I'm saying all three... I, I'm saying we're batting a thousand here with three great Justin, names. Justin, what was your race? Including Taco. 
uh, white. <laughs> Why does it matter? Uh, no, it does actually matter for their statistical implications. High elf. I'm a high elf. Okay. Uh, Terrific. Do you have a last name, Taco? Supreme? The wizard. No. For, <laughs> it's actually, I'll give you Taco. It's actually you... Taco again, but spelled differently. <laughs> taco, Taco. T-A-C. I do have a last name, but it's a secret that will only be revealed later in the adventure. <laughs> That's power. I love it. So Merle, Taco, and Magnus. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like the league on FX. No, it's fantastic. Uh, so uh, thank you for plugging our FX sponsorship down. <laughs> I was surprised that they would step in to support us, to give us that trust before we even started, but um, cool. Uh, so, so these three sheets here. Travis, I know you went off book to do your own thing. It's, to get it's why I love the it. game, Griffin. I guess I'll be checking your math as we play. Uh, he is invincible, and it's he. I rolled twenty somehow. Okay, so so he's leveled twenty. So Everything's twenties across the board. Oh, I see. He can't roll below a twenty. He can't roll below. It's just a plus twenties on all of his skill checks. Interesting. And he has a magic sword that kills people in one hit. Okay, but and the only thing, hound. The only thing is, is that. He's got a disease mm-hmm. that will kill him in 15 minutes. That is correct. <laughs> He's too beautiful. He's too perfect to live. His his face is just uh, one more hand. <laughs> he can't see anything. He can't smell anything. You would think that would factor into his name, but no. no. Well, Does his he parents have... didn't know he was going to have one more hand for a face when he was born. It was something to develop. I wrote a whole backstory about okay. why he has a face for a hand. So, or a hand he, for a face. Does he have sideburns? No. Full beard. But burn side, but the, the sideburns are twice as bushy as the rest of the beard. That's a weird look. Well, he started to have sideburns and then he just stopped. Okay, you know what I mean. And but he didn't trim them down. He let it grow out. I understand. Um, but he does carry. He carries a vanity mirror with him because Sunday he will decide to just take it back to the sideburns and he wants to be ready. I understand. So so Magnus, I assume is like ready to roll. I I assume I'll, I'll be checking your math as we go along. Um, for any yes, I, you know, I, I believe I have I have caught everything and I'm ready to go. Okay, you want to give us like a brief overview of what he's all about? Um, so he's uh, he's a protection um, style fighter. Okay, which means that he gets uh, he gets plus two um, while carrying a shield. Okay, now I have to double plus, check my plus thing. two to AC, um, which allows a fighter to. Um, oh, here it is. Um, uh, protection style fighting allows the fighter to impose disadvantage on an enemy attacking you or a target within five feet. Okay. If you are using a melee weapon and a shield. Okay. I can explain what all those words meant, Dad. And Justin, probably. And Travis, okay, I should point out that we're playing 5th edition, which uh, the starter kit is out for, the player's handbook isn't out. So we're all kind of learning this together, all at the same time. Um, uh- so I can explain some of those concepts to you as we go along, but that's basically... You stand in the way of shit, and yeah. you help people not get hit. Um, I also come... Uh, my background is that of a carpenter oh. um, who has become a folk hero. Um, and one of my special abilities is called you rustic... Built a, you built a tight chair once. Yeah. You built a chair once, and the whole village came around. I, bi- I built an army out of wood. Uh-huh. Um, I have a special uh, skill called uh, rustic hospitality, which means... Um, <laughs> Means so I make, I make really Dean, great gravy. Come on, come on in, sugar. Come on. <laughs> come on into the Burnside estate. 
Um, and the rustic hospitality means uh, that because I come from the ranks of common folk, you fit um, among them with ease. You can find a place to hide, rest, or recuperate among other commoners unless you have shown yourself to be a danger to them. They shield you from the law or anyone else searching for you, though they are unwilling to risk their lives for you. So poor people love Magnus, that, is what you're that saying. That is correct. He is um, the, he is the, he's the Larry the Cable guy of, he, of our team. He's the Cheetos of people. Listen, I reach out to real America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and real America loves Magnus. They well, don't real get taco. Real Faerun or Forgotten real Realms Faerun, or wherever you know, the like hell the real down home Faerun. They yeah, love yeah. me. A uh, couple other special things. Uh, my flaw is that the tyrant that I stopped will stop at nothing uh, to see my end. Oh, shit. Um, I believe in fairness. Uh, no one is above the law. Yeah, yeah. And if someone is in trouble, I will stop at nothing to help them. And thinking is for other people. I'm all about action. Okay, you're you're lawful. I'm assuming lawful good, lawful yes. good. Okay, sounds good. Um, cool. Yeah, you sound you sound pretty set up. So let's move on to Justin because you, I think, have the next in order of experience because you played once. Twice. Because you played once, which is uh, infinity times more than Dad zero. Um, right. Actually, mathematically speaking, that would still be zero. Hey, hey, shut up, old man. Um. We're playing I'm sorry games. about that. I love you. So, We're playing games, not maths. Uh, I got uh, tacos, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and I got uh, spell casting abilities. You didn't even... I mean, that was redundant to... I assume I that got, your wizard was capable of... <laughs> I, I, can, I have a book that I can look at to get... To just relax a little bit and just get back in my, in my zone. <laughs> what is the book? <laughs> what? What's... Is it, a, is it the secret? What, it's what's... A, no, it's a book that I carry around with me. It's the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's, Fantastic. It's a, <laughs> a family Taco needs a minute. It's a record of my life's work so far, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Elves, and <laughs> I carry it around with me, and it helps me. What are the, can I ask one or two of the habits? I imagine looking at trees is one of them. Yeah. Long hair. <laughs> Man, it's <laughs> one. Your flaxen do. Okay. Happy sack. Don't forget hacky. Is it, sack. Is hacky it, sack. Is that flavor, or does that have does that have a a mechanical context? Yeah. It does have a mechanical effect. I can uh, I can rest once per day and recover uh, expended spell slots. Okay. So uh, with a combined level equal to or uh, less than half of my level. So spell slots is a sort of a new concept. Well, I mean it's a it's an ancient old concept that they've sort of brought back for fifth edition. Uh, and and dad, it applies to you too as a cleric. Both of you have a type of spell called cantrips, um, and you can basically use those whenever. They, they, some of them may carry a, a resource or component cost, um, but I'm not really concerned with maintaining that element of the role-playing because I don't want to give you guys like in-game fake shopping lists for bat wings and shit. Um, so these cantrips, uh, you can do whenever you want, um, as many times as you want per day, um, so Justin Taco should have a few written down there. I don't know if you want to go shopping around in the guide to switch those out, uh, do some comparison shopping to find the spells that are right for you. There's some solid ones in there already. Mage Hand, um, it's basically telekinesis, essentially. You can pick shit up and move it around from a distance. Uh, Prestidigitation is, uh, sort of distracting spells, minor illusions So how many do I start with? Um... You have four cantrips, and they're listed in that box, sort of in the middle there, of your 
of your character sheet. Oh, okay. You've I also got Ray of Frost, which is the one you'll most commonly use in combat, probably. It's a damaging Ray of Frost that you use to hurt and slow so enemies. I, I have two first-level spell slots that I can use to cast my prepared spells. Right. So, so aside from your cantrips, if you're going to use at will at any time, you have this concept of spell slots. So, of your list of spells that you have memorized... Uh, which, if you look down at the spell book part of that box, Juice, they actually have picked some out for you already. Um, Perfect. Which, I again, like if... Okay, yeah. No, they're good. They're, they're, I they're mean, pretty you got magic missile. You got magic you missile. Need. You got shield, which can protect you in a pinch. You got mage armor. You got sleep if you're having a hard time catching some Zs. You got sleep if, you, uh, if your doctor refuses to, uh, to refill your Ambien prescription. Hey, that's not funny. It's... Um, <laughs> I suppose it's not. Uh, you got burning hands. You got the hits, right? But to use those, you'll have to expend a first-level spell slot because they are first-level spells. So you, you can only use them once. You go well. No, well, no. You can use each individual spell as any as many times as you want. But each time you do, you burn one of those spell slots. So you have two first-level spell slots. And when you use one of those spell slots, you burn one of those up, and then you can use one other thing from that first-level list. And then that will use another spell slot. And with your recovery, you can recover those on a short rest, which is any rest that takes like an hour. Basically, you can do that between fights. You drink a Capri Sun and um, just like... Eat a power bar. Eat a power bar. Eat a Luna bar. Get your electrolytes so right. And then you want a short rest. You can do whatever. On a long rest, you basically start back from zero. You get all your spell slots back. You So I also can see in the dark... Oh, you have dark um, vision. Yeah. I can see in the dark, just like it's a uh, bright light. Um, I can only see shades of gray, though. Mm. Oh, and, wow. And, 50 of them. Yeah, ain't that the way? Little shades. Uh, I could have an advantage of saving throws against being charmed. Okay. And magic can't put me to sleep. Except, oh, that's what a curse. You can't use your own sleeping spell on yourself. Oh, Let's yeah. get those goodsies. Maybe you're taking a trip tomorrow and you're Actually, nervous. elves don't sleep, Griffin. You should know that. They meditate deeply. Fantastic. Yeah. And I got a shelter of the faithful. So I'm a servant of uh, Omek. Uh, nope. <laughs> Not all. I command the respect of those who share my faith, and I can perform the rites of Omek. And you and your companions, that's you guys, can expect to receive free healing and care at a temple shrine or other established presence of Omek's faith. I like the way that they phrase that. Like, you can expect to get, like, roll them like. Heal me. Stop. Okay, he I'm really dying to like actually play. So we'll, can we'll get there. Um, can now? I should point out that your your divine patron is is called Ogma, not Omek. He's like an actual guy. He's the god of knowledge. Well, he's not an wisdom. actual guy, Griffin. How deep in are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> made up for the game. I'm pretty deep in. Justin, but you're a wizard. You? I was confused by this at first because you're a wizard. Which you typically don't think of him as especially devout people, yeah. but this is a god of wizardly shit, and so maybe that is. It's what also important answer. to keep in mind that where my background is folklore, his background is acolyte, so that's yeah. why he is a member of a temple, a temple right? dedicated to getting better at wizard shit, which makes sense. Do you, I, so what's all your what's all your shit? Your well, ideals? The, the personality traits and ideals and bonds and flaws are pre-written, and I don't want you to feel like you have to use the stuff that came with the box. I, I figure a lot of that stuff is gonna. We're going to figure that out as yeah, we go. Yeah, merge. Yeah. Um, All right, Dad, go. Um, Merle is a... Uh, I'm sorry. I am a... Uh, no, Merle. Dwarf. Merle is a hill dwarf. Neutral good. Used to be a soldier. He was a mercenary soldier. Okay. Uh, but uh, 
that the life was just too hard on him. Um, comes from a big family, uh, all with names like Nundro Rockseeker, yeah, yeah, Gundren yeah. Sure. and Tharden. Uh, he was not asked to go along with the dwarves in any of the Hobbit movies, and he's kind of pissed about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleric, his uh, domain is affiliated with uh, Marthamor Dwin, oh, the shit. dwarf god of wanderers, travelers, and outcasts. Psst, Dad, the interesting stuff is on the front of the page. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, let's see. He's a lot of fun at parties. He's a good dancer. Mm-hmm. He has that smile what is that his... just makes you want to talk about yourself. What is his party skill? How hard does he party? You he may not parties, have... He parties like it's 1999. Roll okay. two. He has 1,999 party points? What is a party point? <laughs> Why do we even need to play? Where is a party point? Dad already won Dungeons and Dragons with his pre-rolled broken character. I thought I, Travis is... Oh my god, who is sort- sorting coins in a jar? I'm sorting out my dice. Oh, Jesus. You're getting ahead of the game a little bit. So, so Dad, as the cleric, you are you are um, the, the healing. Healer. You are going right. to be healing. But if you look at stuff like... Travis, you uh, do I'm need done. to be part I'm of done. this I'm done. I'm done. It's like you've... Made a maraca of the I put them there. in a glass mug, which, in retrospect, um, that's bad podcasting yeah, right there. Yeah, it's just one-on-one bad sound. Um, oh, Jesus. I'm put done. Down. I'm done now. Put them still. <laughs> um, Dad, you have a pretty high armor class, which yeah. makes you pretty hardy. Uh, you also have a, a Warhammer that can deal a lot of damage, so you're not this frail, um, weeping, weeping, uh, shrinking. What's the phrase? Shrinking, shrinking violet. violet. You're not that. Or you can get in. Wound. You can get into the shit, um, and and I, I imagine that you will. Um, I just like when I was in Nam. You also have cantrips like Justin that you can use at will without burning through anything. You have light, which casts a light on things. You have sacred flame, which is sort of a ranged attack spell. Um, you have thaumaturgy. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, which can be used to uh, shut or open a door, for example. It has a lot of different implications. Um, here's what sucks, is they have not picked out your spells for you like they did for Justin. I guess they knew that you hadn't played before, and they wanted to make this as well, hard on us as is humanly I possible. actually have a, a, a couple in mind. Now, I, I picked two to pre-prepare. To prepare so, for as a, I, I will say, as a disciple of life, which is every cleric has like a specialization. Yours is the life tree, which is basically healing. Um, uh it's about um, being hardy. That is why you have this heavy armor specialization. Right. Is because you are a disciple of life. Basically a disciple of not dying. So as a disciple of life, you automatically have bless and cure wounds. You already have those memorized. Um, oh, okay. You don't have to spend your time memorizing those. You've got those in the bag, basically. Um, okay. So if I do I need to tell you right now the two I do want to load up? You, you, you can have – you have four prepared, right? Um, and then when you use one of them, it uses up one of your spell slots. But you don't have to pick the two way, way in advance. All right. Okay. That's cool. Um, so then I think we're um, I think we're more or less good to go. Um, I guess it's just sort of an overview of how Dungeons & Dragons works. Because, Dad, you've, you're literally starting from scratch here. Um, you can see all over your sheet you have different Meyer modifiers, different numbers, different stats. The basic mechanic of Dungeons & Dragons is you say what you want to do. Um, if it's something like, I'm going to attack that person, that's pretty easy. You just roll your 20-sided die. 
and then you add a relevant modifier to it, and if it beats their armor, you hit them. That is, that's sort of the basic idea of Dungeons & Dragons. If you want to get more creative with it, then there are rules in place that will help me sort of interpret your action and make it something that happens in the game. But almost always it's going to be roll a d20, uh, you add a modifier to it, and then if it beats a target, then you, you, can, you can do it. And you did cool. it, and I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. The only other big thing... And it's new for 5th edition, is the idea of advantage and disadvantage, which can be conferred in any number of situations. Maybe Justin helps Travis, or sorry, Taco helps um, Magnus. Thank Travis, you. I almost feel like your name is going to be hard to remember next to Taco. Um, it'll, well, so, it'll stick. Because I wasn't creative enough? Uh, Let's call him Maggie. Ma- Maggie. Ah. Uh, so, Justin, you, Taco, could help Maggie um, with a shot. He could restrain an enemy. That would give uh, Magnus an advantage on his attack. That means you roll 2d20 instead of 1, and you get to keep the higher result. Um, is that so, like a special power I'd use? I mean, no. It is a mechanic that can be used in any number of situations. If you get a surprise attack on an enemy, maybe you jump out of the branches of a tree and attack them from above... I would. I could choose if you're. Well, that's that. I guess has gone by the wayside. Oh, really? But yeah. Um, if you do sweet shit, and I feel like it, I'll give you advantage on the attack. Maybe you're um, bound. Maybe you can't see an enemy so good because you got um, mud in your eye. It doesn't all have to be about mud. That's just where I'm at right now. (laughs) Um, you will have disadvantage on the attack, which is the same idea. You roll two dice, but you have to take the lower result interesting okay. which is bad you you rarely want that ditto i've got a question yeah please i don't have any spells do i no. have any like special attacks so let's talk about that because you're coming from fourth edition and in fourth edition everybody had powers right uh-huh. the idea was powers you had at will powers you could use it anytime you had encounter powers which you could use once per fight and daily powers you could use once per day everybody had that uh, and they were basically uh Everybody was a wizard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody had abilities that I can shout at you really loud from far away, and it does 2d6 damage. So, like, yeah. that idea is is gone. Um, the rules, as they stand now, are getting back more to the idea of playing your class. So, as a mm-hmm. fighter, you are going to get fucking super good at fighting. You are going to be able to fight and in a melee contest a lot better than these other two chumps here. So that's why my attack bonus is so high. Like, I have plus five to attack yeah. on all this shit. Yeah. Griffin, one other question. There's a little box with this as equipment. Is that the stuff that I have right now? Yeah, you have those things. Okay. Do you not Do like you ha- your equipment? Do you need to go no, shopping? No, it's all fine. There's nothing about clothes in here, but I figure I'll have them. No, you're actually... <laughs> no, no you're it says a set of common clothes at the bottom. No, sorry. I'm taking that away from you now. <laughs> a dragon comes and bites all your clothes off. Mm. Wait, I like where this game is going. Yeah. And then what happens? It. Hi, my hello, my name is Taco and this is my dick. Can I come in your town? <laughs> I can save it. I can save it from goblins and stuff. Um Yeah, no, you have that. So basically, uh if you look on the back of your sheet, it'll sort of tell you how your characters can develop through the first five levels, which is really all the starter kit covers. Um Fighter, for instance, is going to get Healing Surge, which is something that everybody had in 4th edition. In this edition, only fighters get it. Basically, it allows you to heal yourself in battle. That's um, in the you book, also, you said, Griffin, or on the sheet? Uh, that's on the sheet. 
that's that's just what Travis gets. As a wizard, you're going to unlock more powerful spells. You're going to unlock more spell slots. So you can use your stronger spells more frequently in combat. Um, okay. And, and everybody gets some cool stuff, but it's not regimented like powers. It's not like regimented, here is a thing that you will be able to use once in a battle, and it's going to create like a square of fire or something. It's It's... The rules of 5th edition are a lot more about um, Im- improvising. They're all about like letting you guys roleplay and come up with clever situ- solutions to challenging situations. Because where 4th edition was more like a war game, like a tactics game, right? 5th um, mm-hmm. edition is very old school in the sense that if you just tackle problems by attacking them, by getting in fights every time you see enemies and, and just like rushing head in, you're going to die. Because like you think about it realistically if you fight everything you see then you're going to get the shit kicked out of you you're going to be fighting against things that are going to be stronger than you one of you will probably die at some point um wait 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 what i'm saying this is this is very old school dnd where like your character is um is very vulnerable and there's a, a lot of things i'm not going to like pull any punches because frankly i think it's more entertaining when bad things do happen to you um, so you have to be smart, and you have to come up with clever stuff. There's a um, there's a resource called Inspiration that is not actually on your character sheet. They may phase it out of the game, um, but it's in the the basic rules online. That basically, if any of you role play good or comes up with a clever solution to a situation that works for you, I can give you Inspiration, which you can then spend to give yourself advantage on any role. So, okay. if you do think outside the box, I will definitely reward but, that. But try to think outside the box within the context of what your character sure. would do. Right. Um, which is a lot... Uh, you have a lot more freedom. And in 4th edition, what your character could do is basically what's printed on these cards mm-hmm. that somebody printed out for you. Um, uh, that sounds more up my alley. Well, now we gotta be creative now, and shit. Now you're gonna love it. I bet. Okay. I don't know. I've never played this. I've never um, really DM before. So. I also I forgot to mention that I uh, rolled for a trinket when creating my character. Oh boy! And so I have a knife that belonged to a relative, like a butter <sighs> knife. It's like a pocket knife. It's like a, a Swiss Army knife. It's got a toothpick in it. Is it um, like a plus eight knife that you're not actually? Well, you roll the like only description is on it says when you make your character, you can roll once on the trinkets table to gain a trinket, a simple item lightly touched by mystery. No, it's not lightly touched by killer magic, though. No, I don't think. No, I don't think that I, my thing has any magic okay. in it. Well, so thanks for stopping the flow of the program. podcast to let us know that you have a shitty knife. <laughs> it's gonna come back into play. I think I'm, as I'm we build the story it. and the character, on, my tiny knife will come I'm back. I'm gonna force her to sell it to pawn his peepum's knife to. Buy me out of if jail. A fucking, if a fucking skeleton rips your arms off, you're not going to be like, but then a dragon comes out of my knife and it was there the whole time and he loves me. That's not how. That's not how. Like he sews my arms back on. Man, why didn't I name myself Peepums? Oh, God. Well, no, too late. All right. All right. Is this the game? Are you guys ready? Yeah, this is the game. We won. I'm going to take you all into the infinite fucking Imagisphere here. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Like, I'm, I'm not psyched about, like, saying. Things like Neverwinter and Gundren okay. Rockseeker. Uh, hold on one moment. You knew hold the on job one was moment. dangerous when you took it, Fred. Hold on one moment. I'm going to grab a bag of chips. Oh, shit. Oh, that, that should be for some And then Munzer in the microphone. And then play with your yeah, guy Trav, you're you're not you are not going to eat chips while we... He's already gone. He's, I'm going to get some chips, too. Ah, uh, Jesus. Right. Oh, great. So, Griffin, how are you? Pretty good. You nervous, Dad? 
You've never... Uh... No, i got nothing to lose here. I mean, everybody knows that I have absolutely no skill in this game, and so I can come in, and everybody says, oh, poor old man. You know, this is, gonna... you know we're and playing then... with... We're in the demon's domain right now, right? This is, this is, this is Satan's territory, essentially. Cool. I will draw upon my years of reading doorstopper fantasy books, and uh, yeah, I, I I honestly believe that Dad is going to be the best one of this game. I mean, skill—you got to roll a dice and not blow it. Yeah, it's really hard to like get skill at rolling a dice better. Travis, I've just realized I can't see what dice you roll. I assume that Dad and Justin are going to keep each other honest. Why would I lie? Because you're you. Don't Let's lie, try. because honestly, it's so great when you guys fuck up no, and then not, have I'm to get yourself lie. out of it. I don't know. I won't lie. I'm back, and I made no bakes. I just got to decide what dice mm. to roll. I have like six different dice sets. Dad and I have no bakes. Do you want to give us a quick review? Mm, they um, have a certain um, a certain quality to them that makes you think of uh, wintertime and, uh, and hugs. God damn. Dad should be DMing this. <laughs> All right. I wish you. I wish you knew anything about this, so okay, you can take this. this responsibility. From I'm just saying, I want to have fun. I I'm believe not. in you, Griffin. I'm just saying, I'm not going to have fun playing D and D. Well, that's DM. all right. As long as Sounds like a good way to start. Cool. Um, so if you guys step in the Imagisphere here, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's I didn't know sound, we do sound effects. Yeah. No, it's hovering. Um, uh, so, so our story actually starts with the uh, three of you. And you guys can establish, if you want, how Magnus and Taco and Merle know each other. Ma- Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> which, is actually, which is actually a list that a gnome named Craig puts up on a tree every day. <laughs> At a tavern, perhaps. Uh, Wanna make friends? <laughs> Join my list. <laughs> Pin thy name here. M for M. I've got a huge... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hungry butt, a hungry butt over here, looking for a young stud, a young dryad. Um, you dryads down the clown? Uh, so you find each other on Craigslist. Maybe you've uh, been doing some odd jobs around. Uh, the economy's in a shitter, and uh, you have a hard time doing work that does not involve goblins and/or skeletons. Uh, Travis, your carpentry is. Nobody wants chairs nowadays. People are more into iron rot things. You know, uh, iron's going to go out. Yeah. Gonna go out of fashion. People will be back into wicker. Bronze Age has got to end sometime, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's going to get retro back into wood. Um, so the three of you have done a few jobs together, probably. Um, over drinks one night with, uh, with Merle's cousin, uh, whose name is Shit. His name is Gundren Rockseeker, who I assumed is just named that so you know from the start here that we are now playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> His name is Steve Smith. His name, these names are uh, out of control. I may eventually shed the booklet I'm going out of, which I'm really hoping you guys didn't read because I bought all of you starter kits. Um, and you could have just cheated and read ahead yeah. in this adventure. Gungeon Rockseeker comes to you guys in a bar. Um, maybe you've had a few drinks. Maybe not. I don't want to make assumptions. Maybe maybe you're all straight edge. Maybe you don't like to. I, I, Magnus has had about six ciders. Six. Um, but he can. No, he can hold his own. I mean, it's pretty version? weak as okay. ciders go. Like 3.2. We know that Merle possesses nearly 2,000 party points. 
So yeah. he's, I imagine he's been crushing it. He's the Andrew W.K. of D&D. You're right. Um, <laughs> Oversider, he uh, talks to you guys about an exciting opportunity. He seems pretty straight-laced. Um, he seems like he's not giving you no bullshit. Um, and he promises, in a low dwarven grumble, uh, which I'm not going to do, that do it or I walk. Griffin, it's not fun if you don't do the voice. He says, Seriously, uh, I'm gonna do a voice. Do the voice, Griffin. There you go. There you go. Uh, he he says that. <laughs> like, Hold on. No, that's just that's how he sounds. You are interpreting these low grunts. <laughs> Basically, sling blade. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we're gonna go looking for rock. You interpret from his sling blade esque grunts that um, he has to offer you what he calls. The last job you'll ever need to take, which you take at face value to mean riches, and not that you'll die, not that you'll be murdered on this journey. Um, but first, he wants to know. Maybe he's doing it as a favor to you, Merle. Maybe he uh, knows that you've had some hard times lately. And yeah, the uh, religion business is not good. No, people are not crazy about fantasy Jesus. Um, I forget who's your who's your god. Oh, uh, that would be Mardhammer Dwin. I'm just going to go with Dwin. Which is Portuguese um, for Jesus. <laughs> uh, but before he will let you into this exciting opportunity that uh, you tried to press him on and he refused to tell you any more about, um, he basically wants to audition you to see if you are capable of handling... So is this like a, two contrasting monologues or... Uh, yeah, he wants, uh, he wants one that shows excitement, one that shows impotent rage. Um, no, he wants, uh... Um, and a two-minute song. He was thinking more along the lines of, uh, slaying, uh, protecting, uh, guidance, adventuring, essentially. Excellent. Um, so he has asked the three of you to escort a supply wagon from the, the town of Neverwinter, where the three of you are currently held up. To the town of Fandolin, which none of you have actually been to, uh, but maybe you uh, know a thing or two about it. If you want, you can make a history check to see if you know anything about it. And since this is your first check, I guess I'll explain how that works. Um, if you look on your sheet, you'll see a history stat there in the scales. Um, so you roll yourself a d20. And Mine is plus zero because I'm not very intelligent. Uh, it's actually a wisdom-based roll. So... Uh, what you basically? What well, basically? All those? Yeah, history is a wisdom. No, I'm sorry, that is intellect. You're right. Can I roll? Everybody can Let roll. Sure. Roll. I got a um, twelve. Wow. I got an eighteen. Eighteen raw. Yeah. Dad, you wanna? Sure. Marley, you wanna give it a shot? I got a nine. You rolled a nine, or with your. Yes. Modifier zero. This is history. our first role in our fan this magical fantasy world, and we're basically using it to fucking map quest something. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically uh, using it to yelp Siri, this shit. Tell me town. about Fall of Dwin. Uh, it's Fandolin. <laughs> Whatever. You guys might want to get some notebook. I wrote paper it down. Out. Oh, wrote you it did. Down. Fantastic. Um, so did Dad. So Travis, you know, given that you're pretty goddamn dumb. Um, Thank you. You still know, which the other two should be ashamed that they couldn't pull this out, um, that Fandolin is an old mining town that used to be very, very prosperous. They had a very productive motherload operation going on there. Um, but the town was uh, ransacked by... Do we know what they were mining? Uh, actually, 
they were mining magical ores. They found a a deep magical vein within the earth, and uh, sort of the creation of magical items and the um, the the mining of ores that could be used inside those items sort of turned it into a extremely profitable town very very quickly. Uh, but it was basically destroyed by a wave of orcs that swept over the land. Um, it's on the up and up now. It's sort of being So the vein rebuilt. is still there, right? The vein of magic ores still It's long there. since been lost. This was long ago. Um, they don't have that, that economy anymore, but the town is being rebuilt by enterprising individuals. Uh, it's more rugged. Imagine like Deadwood, but shittier. Shittier than Deadwood, which already wasn't super great. Um, Got it. And, uh... uh Gundren. And the name of that town one more time was... Fandolin. 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 Gundren seems to have a vested interest, uh, him and his family, his immediate family. Merle, you aren't so involved in Fandolin's reconstruction, but uh, Gundren seems um, very uh, invested in that town and its growth. So he has asked you to um, basically bring a supply run from Neverwinter to Fandolin. It's about a two, three-day ride. On a uh, on a wagon, is he expecting trouble? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it's, well, he's gonna get it. Well, you you don't. No, he's giving us <laughs> he's, the job. He's giving you a job right now. Yeah, um, well, listen not up, a good employee. listen up, Merle. Uh, he has asked you basically to transport a wagon full of goods, maybe a few of his personal effects from Neverwinter mm-hmm. to uh, Fandolin. Uh, and it sounds like a pretty easy job, but you never know. He's Can I ask a you... question? Yeah, please. Is this entire adventure dictated through exposition? Or no, no, no. We we're going to get now? this. Is this is stage setting? Is this a game? Is Dungeons and Dragons listening to you do exposition? No, not for the most part. Uh, okay, I, I got to This is me planting this seed. I've actually already planted the seed, and now I have to plant it, cover it in soil, and nurture it for a bit, and then it's gonna. I'm just gonna blow on it, and that's it. Okay. I do know Justin. For my limited amount, what always makes D and D better is questioning how long it's taking. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He has offered you a ten gold pieces a piece each. Each, Each. yes. Nice. Uh, Which, um, I mean, I'm not your boss, but. That's not a lot of money, but hey. Is he open to negotiation? Can I roll for intimidation to see, or... You this could is hope. in the past, I thought. I thought we weren't playing yet. Uh, this actually did happen in the past, yeah. Um, oh. Uh, payment on arrival, maybe you can try and negotiate. But yeah, he uh, has offered uh, he, you to do this supply run. The payment's not great, but the promise that you know, the last job you'll ever need to do certainly um, did it for you. So, gotcha. Uh, you are now... You're all on the road. This is where we find our heroes right now. Am I driving the cart? Because I actually we, I have we, a proficiency in vehicles. Do you really? I do. Okay. You can be driving the car. Um, so you can say... That it's basically like a covered Conestoga wagon mm-hmm. covered by a canvas tarp uh, oh. over it and led by two oxen that... Um, did, uh, did he give us a map? You have a map, yeah. Do we know how long of a ride it is? It'll be about two days. There's a lot of like game shit about about having to stop and forage and how much money are you spending on food and but I hate all that stuff. No, like F I'm that gonna ass. leave is it he, out. Is he along with us? Is so Gundren is uh, actually going up ahead of you guys okay. with a uh, a fighter escort named Sildar Hallwinter, whom you've never met. He was not actually at the tavern last Mixer. night. 
He was not at the wine mixer for you guys. Uh, and his name one more time. Uh, Sildar Hallwinter. Um, yeah. It sounds disgusting. Barry, I'm just going to call him silly. Very blue jeans. Uh, <laughs> I can um, call... That's are, what I'm saying. This is our game. We can do whatever we want. I can start calling these creeps very blue jeans and... Uh, you're good. Uh, okay. Okay, Sildar Hallwinter does not stick in my head, but Barry Blue Jeans, I'll never. Okay, B- Barry Blue Jeans is it. That's his name now. <laughs> okay. So when you say they're up ahead, like a day ahead, uh, 20 yards ahead. He left that night. You guys are taking off in the morning, about a half day ahead. Um, he's very <laughs> excited to get there, so he bounced. He took off. Did I bring the ingredients to create what people of <laughs> our <laughs> Would refer to as a taco. <laughs> There's a problem. There's no cultured milk at this point in the world. Okay. You're gonna have a hard time with uh, with a soured cream. All right. Once you can crack that fucking riddle, man, I'll give it to you. I will shower you with riches Cash. as the taco magnate. Okay, Cash got it. Lactose intolerant. Okay. Did we bring food? Yeah, food. Don't you have food? Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. Um, we eat the oxen. You eat the oxen. No, don't do that. Um. I mean, it's funny. You guys are traveling with a lot of general store goods, mm-hmm. maybe a, a bunch of parcels of light leather armor, um, some tiny, almost like blasting caps, uh, like powder kegs. Are they ours, or are we just like hitching a ride? They are what you're taking to a uh, a storefront in Fandolin called Barthen's Provisions. Um, and upon receipt, they will give you your payment. But you got those... Um, we got some armor, some blasting caps, some food. Uh, basically, Wait, is this the gig we're doing for ten gold a piece? Yeah, just dropping off some supplies. Well, traveling with it, and we arrive safely, um, and, and we've we got a successful their, adventure. Well, everyone yet. gets two thousand. Okay. Um, there's a small leather chest that you're traveling with um, that belongs to Gundren. Um, also traveling with you is Gundren's pet dog, uh, <gasps> who is. Um, a dire hound? No, it's a oh. it's a bulldog, tiny bulldog. Not um, doesn't look especially threatening. Doesn't look scrappy. Sorry, Travis. It's the ugliest dog you've ever seen. It's basically two butts with some legs in the middle there. <laughs> it's basically butts all over, like a reverse cat dog. Yeah. Um, it has been pretty tame on your journey, sleeping most of the time um, among the provisions. Uh, but yeah, Does the bulldog have a name. Uh, the bulldog's name is. Ruby. Just made that up. Got it. You're such a good DM. Thank you. Uh, the dog's name is Ruby. Okay. Um, so you have a, a lot of stuff that you are traveling with. You um, So much so that you couldn't really take it and get out and walk. Um, but that doesn't matter because you have this oxen-led wagon. You can establish where you guys are on this wagon. Maybe one of you is keeping a lookout from the rear. Maybe one of you is riding on top like Teen Wolf. I'm in the, I'm um, in the back with the goods. Okay. And I'm driving. Are you getting high on your own supplier? You may be eating an apple. Maybe an, eating an <laughs> no, apple you shouldn't be eating? Not yet. Okay. All right. Um, Travis, you're driving the oxen, yes. you said? With okay. my vehicle proficiency, I'm driving quite well. <laughs> I don't know how to interpret vehicle proficiency. Everyone is I'm not very gonna, impressed you're with not gonna, how well I'm driving. You're not going to hit a fucking ramp. <laughs> with your Listen, if we got to get away from Boss Hog. I'm the guy you want to yeah, defraud the wagon. Yeah, sure, he does. Um, uh, Merle? Where are you? What are you doing? What's I am uh, probably studying my cantrips. Okay. <laughs> just preparing. <laughs> you well, mean, I'm, just I'm, say I'm, masturbating, Dan. <laughs> I'm deep in thought. Don't no, come in, Mom. I'm studying my cantrips. 
Because something about this whole thing stinks to me. I've never why, liked um, Gundren, and I think there's something up. I guess, I guess, like, why can't he do both? Why can't he masturbate and also cast ethereal light? I don't see things? a role for that. Yeah, <laughs> role to masturbate. I guess it's too Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Can I do things yet? Uh, yeah. So you guys have just. Uh, made uh, the brunt of the journey about a day and a half after leaving Neverwinter. You've basically turned off the high road that connects the major cities on the coast. You've taken the off-ramp that will lead you to Phandalin, and things definitely are not as well-maintained. A lot of potholes. Don't worry, Uh, I got got a lot of great infrastructure. Um, So as you're traveling uh, a few... say about 30, 40 miles out from Phandalin, um, I want you all to make a perception check uh, which you can see the modifier there. I will explain what this is for people who aren't listening. Um, basically, all the skills uh, have a defined attribute a critical next 20. to it. Oh, shit. So you did very well. Uh, perception is a wisdom skill. So you roll your wisdom modifier, which is in that row on the left. Um, and then if you are proficient in that skill, which is uh, if it has a little circle next to it, that means you're just a little bit better at it. So you add your proficiency bonus, which is at the top of the page there, and that factors into a lot of stuff. Um, Spellcasting, attacking. Your proficiency bonus plays a hand in a lot of uh, roles. I've got a um, a a total. Yeah. And uh, Merle? Wow. Uh, (laughs) Six. And uh, what'd you get, Travis? I got a crit 20, so it's 23. 23. Okay. You see the shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis, you see about 200 feet up, um, lying in the road, two figures that with your incredible perception check, you can actually tell uh, with your eagle eyes that they are two dead horses lying in the middle of the road. Seems uh, fine. Doesn't <laughs> seem strange at all. As, as the driver of the wagon, you can, I guess, Yeah, decide. I'm going to stop the wagon. Okay. Just bring it to a stop. And I'm, I motion silently to get uh, the attention of Murrow and Taco and kind of pull them up towards the front of the wagon. Okay. You have a few moments there where you uh, warn them that shit has gone south. Uh, I'll use that same perception check. You notice a few figures um, crouching in a... Um, a part of the shaded wood. Do they seem to have noticed us? Like, are we in bright sunlight? You know, they have actually noticed you, and two of them are charging your wagon as you speak. So, uh, because you noticed them, they did not get a surprise round on you, which would have been very, very bad. But I do need all of you to roll initiative. Yay! So, initiative, uh, father, is the thing that you roll before a fight starts, and it determines who goes when. Um, all right. So, so you roll, have the- just roll an eight. Give me, give me a second. Five well, altogether. You five altogether. I rolled a fourteen. So uh, Travis got a five. Actually, I have a ten all day. And what did you get? Fourteen. Minus. Minus. Oh, I'm sorry. Minus, minus one. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, so you have a minus. Okay. And I will roll for the goblins here that are storming you. I'm going to start you out with goblins because it. Um, Seems like comfortable territory. You guys are familiar with the concept of a goblin. So this is my first time ever doing this. Oh, they rolled a critical miss. So uh, they are going to go last, I assume. So Dad and Justin, so you guys know, because we mentioned crits now twice. If you roll a 20, a natural 20, 
it is the best you can do if you're doing. It's the best no you can do if you do it in a if you do it in a fight. Um, you get to deal bonus damage essentially. Um, okay. with and your you automatically weapon hit. or your spell. And you automatically hit if you roll a twenty. You don't have to add anything to it. If you roll a one, that's a critical miss or a critical shit, and that means you miss no matter what. Um, and usually you like fall in a cow pie or something. Yeah, it's, there's always a cow pie. <laughs> I summon up a cow pie in front of you for you to fall into. Okay. Hysterically. Um, How many are there? There are three. Two of them are rushing the uh, group. One is pretty heavily obscured by the brush, uh, probably about 40 feet out, sort of uh, between you and the uh, horses laying in the middle of the road. Um, so, yeah, the goblins are getting... They got pretty close uh, before this fight started, before... Uh, they moved before anybody moves or takes any actions. Uh, we will start at the top of the order, which is uh, Dad Merle. So, if you look inside of the rule book that came with the starter kit, I don't know if you have that in front of you or anything. Um, it has a list of actions you can do. Okay. Um, what section can- under actions in combat? Page ten. Yep. <clears throat> Essentially, on your turn, the two basic things you can do are move, which you can do up to your speed, which is on your sheet there. It typically uh, in in D fourth edition you had a game board where you could track position. Here it's not as important. I kind of fudge fudge a lot of it, um, and I try to keep in mind like who is where and who's fighting whom. Um, so yeah, you can take a movement up to your speed. Do I have to can, take a movement? You do not. No, you okay. can also take an action. Those actions might include um, attacking with uh, one of the weapons you have, casting one of your spells, be it a cantrip or a first-level spell. Maybe you want to drop a Sacred Flame on one of these guys. Um, You have a lot of other actions you can do other than just fighting. Um, You can try and grapple an enemy. You can aid one of your teammates. You can um, try and do another perception check to search the area for other dangers. You can... um, you can basically do anything, and okay. there will be a rule to interpret that well, idea. I, I, I know what I want to do. Okay. I want to cast... So, so where were you... I'll, can I ask one quick question? Yeah, yeah, Are we definitely sure that these are bad guys? Uh, they have weapons drawn and are rushing at your cart. <laughs> and saying, like, welcome! Would it, would it spend, like, a turn if Dad was like, whoa, 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 Kimasabis. You cool? Hey, you cool? I, I most of the time, just kind of general rule of thumb, when your DM tells you to roll for initiative, you're in combat. Okay. You're in combat, but but you you can as a free action you can speak, uh, because speaking is not does not take up action. Okay. There are a lot of things that can be considered free actions, be it drawing your sword. That doesn't take your action. Uh or else that would be shitty. Talking to somebody, not an action. Um sometimes using an object like uh um maneuvering a complicated like device that will take an action it's kind of up to my discretion what does and doesn't take okay. an action so if you want to if if you want to um you could also make an insight check for free to see if these guys mean business or not um or you can talk to them they probably won't know the language you're speaking well i think what oh. i'm going to do is Hurt cast them. i want to cast bless okay on uh, on the uh, members of the party. Um, 
so as uh, just to give you uh, sort of explain what's going on, you only have I think two spell slots. So if you use bless right now at the beginning of well, the I first fight, bless was one of the ones that I have that I don't have to use a slot for. No, no, no. Bless means that that just means that you have it memorized. You didn't have to learn it. Um, but if you cast it, you are going to eat up. Unless it's a cantrip. Cantrips don't use slots. Exactly. Um, so you could cast light or sacred flame. Or thaumaturgy. Sacred Flame is really your combat cantrip, if you wanted to do that. It's not a buff. Uh, or you could right? get... Uh, no, it is a debuff, in a sense that you set their asses on fire. All right. That is... Yeah. I'll, or you could run up to them and smash them with your Warhammer. And we're still above them, right? Because we're on the cart. Um, They're on the ground. Travis, you are sort of in the saddle driving the cart. All three of you are sort of t- towards the front of the cart, where um, Magnus summoned you up to to warn you, "Hey, dead horses!" Um, so you are all basically uh, towards the front of the cart uh, and can easily Got hop down. It's not especially high up. Okay, so there is not really a buff at this level that I can throw on you guys to help you in combat. Not without burning through one of your spell slots, okay. which uh, I will, out of character, tell you. These goblins probably don't merit the caution that okay. you're putting well, into it. Um, what was the, the bolt thing you told me about? Before? Sacred flame. You have sacred flame. Sacred flame. All right. I will uh, hit him with a sacred flame. A sacred flame. Hopefully Dungeons and Dragons will come up with a, an application uh, that will keep you from having to look up your spells as you cast them. Um, so sacred flame you cast upon uh, one creature. You can see it's got a range of 60 feet, which is, uh, you got it. Uh, you're looking at the front of the wagon, so you can obviously see them. Um, and they make a dexterity saving throw, or, or they take uh, 1d8 radiant damage. So uh, on, uh, so 8 plus 5. Okay, so um, I think the formula for saving throws is 8 plus whatever your spellcasting modifier is, which is 5. So they have to beat a 13, or else they're going to be set on fire. Okay. Uh, 10 plus 2 is 12, so... Griffin, it says in the spell description here that the target has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Right, that is what they're attempting okay. to do. Okay, all right, all right, got it. They rolled a 12, uh, so they uh, barely miss it. So you roll 1d8, uh, you roll the 8-sided die, and that will establish how much damage they take. Okay, is this... Yeah, is it? It's the one that doesn't yeah. have any numbers yeah. higher than 8. I rolled a six. That is pretty... That's very, very good. Uh, So you attack... uh, You launch some fire uh, onto the goblin closest to the wagon, and uh, with that, uh, he looks like upon death's door. And the other goblin that you can see, the one that's not in the brush somewhere, uh, just sort of stops in his tracks and is like, oh, shit. Uh, And that is where he's at. Um, next in order is Justin. Blast that one in the brush. I'm going to... Uh, how far away is the one in the brush, Griffin? Uh, the one out in the brush is about 40 feet out. Okay, now, question. Yeah. Do I see the one in the brush? Um, you actually do not. Travis is the one who spotted him. Oh, okay. Um, um, you can search for... The uh, you you know sort of the general direction. If you try to cast a spell at him right now, you'd have disadvantage because um, you don't exactly know where he is. If you want to do a perception check, it would take up your turn, but you could get a pretty good idea of where this person is. No, I'm going to blast the uh, the one that uh, uh, Merle hit okay. with a ray of frost. 
a popular popular skill. Thank you. Break off a ray of frost for me. What's it do? Uh, it's a frigid beam of blue-white light streaks towards a creature within range. You make a ranged spell attack against the target. Gotcha. Your attack okay. bonus when you make an attack with a spell is plus five. So you roll uh, you against their AC. All right, so they need a... Th- so when I did mine last time, I should have added five... No, that's six. what your 13 is. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what did you roll, Juice? What do I roll? A d20? You roll d d20, and you add okay. five. All right. So Whoa. that's a 24. Holy shit. Yeah, you uh, you blast that thing. And you're attacking the one that Merle just hit? Or the one Merle the hasn't? One, uh, Merle just hit, yes. Hey, at least you put him out. He was on fire. Okay. <laughs> uh, you got to roll your damage now, which is... It's a d8. D8. Uh, nice. six. You don't add anything to that. It's just right. Okay. You um, you freeze him instantly. You flash freeze him, and he sort of uh, topples to the ground and shatters. Yeah, it's our first kill. It's yeah. your first kill. So why am I so horny? <laughs> <laughs> I'm broken that's, inside. That's the horrible thing. If you had talked to them, you would have realized that they're part of a hug committee. They were running forward to hug you to give you a hug. Um, Travis, you're up. So here's what I'm trying to decide, other team members. Do I? If you're jump talking down? to us, you need to talk in character, and it needs to be a free action. Okay. So taco, do a voice, Merle. son of a bitch. Taco, Merle. Oh, don't do it. Do voice. I jump don't do down? Voice. Don't do it. Okay, voice. great. Should I jump down and smash the other one running towards us, or should I? Well, I can't get to him if he's 60 feet away. Do they have charge in this game? So, uh, not as a ability where you get to move double your movement and attack. You, uh, you can dash as an action, which is basically you get to move again. You double your speed, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. You can move and do a ranged attack, um, and you have... Uh, you've spotted these guys. You know where the other one is in the brush, so you could ostensibly do that. Um, unless I can throw my battle axe, I do not have a ranged attack. You should, you should have, oh, I guess you rolled your own guy, so I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I went for, um, a wooden shield instead of a buckler and didn't take a ranged. Okay. I mean, I could. You could throw your I shield could. at him, Captain America. Probably wouldn't go so great. Well, so then that's the question is, I feel like I lose, I lose, <sighs> should I take out the one closest to us? Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to jump off the cart and try to kind of... So I can swing my battle axe double-handed if I haven't drawn my shield yet off my back. Okay, but so keep in mind to... that your your armor is going to be lower as a result of that. Yes. Okay. I have to do that. But for right now, I'm going to jump off the cart and try to come down on top of him swinging my, my battle axe two-handed. Okay. What does that I mean? I assume grants me advantage. Uh... If you do a leaping strike from the wagon down down onto the dome piece of this mm-hmm. of this goblin is what you're yes. telling me. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. The the gorblin is probably about fifteen to twenty feet away from you. He's not right next to the wagon, so that's a, well. That's a Magnus jump. has a vertical leap of eighteen <laughs> feet. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna make you. I'll let you do it, but you have to make a very low uh, athletics check. If you're just jumping, uh, that's athletics. Terrific. A plus five athletics. All right. We'll so say you need to be 16. Go, uh, yeah, that'll do. That'll do, Pig. Great. Um, so you are um, allowed to make this stupid attack that you're making. Uh, so doing the battle axe two-handed means my damage is 1d10 okay. instead of 1d8. But you have to actually roll the attack. 
Yes. Okay. I realize. And you have advantage, so you can roll 2d20. Great. So I rolled a 20 right there, so I'll roll again. You rolled a crit? No. Okay. It was a 15 plus 5, and then a 9. So I, a 20 was my highest. Okay. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. And I'm going to roll 1d10. Is that this one? Yeah. So that's 10 plus 3, 13. You rolled max damage. Yes. You cut the thing in half. Long ways. <laughs> you cut the thing in half. The knave to the chops. Uh, in, like, the direction that, if you had your choice, you would least like to be cut in half, I would say. <laughs> Got it. You have Ooh. the least survivable halving that could possibly be <laughs> conceived. Um, so you guys are moving through this much faster than I thought you would. Um, shit. So the other goblin that's out in the brush uh, pops up, almost like, yeah, guys, get him. Oh, no, no, God, no. He sees... He <laughs> says, my friends. He says, wait, I thought there were only two goblins out there. Why are there, why are there three over there? Oh, Jesus, Jerry, no. <laughs> um, he just had a kid. He is, uh, oh, he is horrified. Um, and uh, draws, a, draws a... What does he draw? Draws a short bow, um, and takes an arrow out of his quiver, and seems to fidget with it for a bit, and then you see him light the arrow on fire, and launch Ah, it in the direction of, uh, we'll say Magnus, um, since you are actually, actually, who's still on the wagon? Uh, Um, both of them are still on the wagon. Taco are still on. I fell off the wagon. See, (laughs) let's say he launches it at Taco. Uh, so he makes a range attack. He rolls a five plus five, which is uh, oh, sorry, plus four. Five plus four is nine, which I assume is not going to do it. Doesn't do it. So, Justin, that would be against your armor class. That would be against your armor class. What is your AC, Juice? Twelve. Yeah. So nine doesn't cut it. Um, it sort of twangs into the side of the canvas uh, of the wagon instead. Oh no! Is it setting our? Is it setting our canvas on fire? Uh, it has actually begun to set the canvas on fire, and uh, it almost seems like he's satisfied with that result, and uh, as you guys are distracted by the flames, he turns around and starts to uh, hoof it. His speed is 30 feet, so he gets a pretty good distance into the the, cl- the, the brush. So he's how far away from um, the wagon? Uh, he was 40 feet away when uh, you started your turn. And then uh, he moved in a little bit to see how terrible things were, uh, and then ran off. So I'll say about about 50 feet away and moving into the brush. Okay. How bad is the uh, fire in the canvas? Not bad. Fire in the canvas! I mean, not okay. bad yet. You know, historically, canvas is a very burnable material. Um, All right. So, so it could get relatively rough I'll take care really of it, because I, no, I got no distance. Um, that was his turn. And we're back to the order, top of the order, Merle. Uh, I'm going to um, leave the fire up to somebody else <laughs> and throw my uh, hand axe. You need the... to, you're going to move in the direction of... Can I move before I throw? Yeah, 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 sure. You can, you can sweat your move up, up, you can move okay. up however you want. You can move 10 feet and right, do an attack. I have a maximum of 25 feet. Okay. So from so move. from the wagon, you get about half distance to where he is. You are throwing your hand axe into some brush. Um, so he's going to have um, a partial cover, which basically means his okay. AC is going to be improved. Um, his armor class is already pretty decent, so you need to um, you need to roll real well. 
What am I rolling? Uh, so on your paper, in the uh, yeah. little thing in the middle there, there should be a hand axe thing, and it'll tell you what your mod is. So roll a d20. Roll a d20. You're going to add... Okay. 14, and I had 4, so that's 18. 18? He would have had 17 with that cover, so yes, you just barely... You throw it into the woods. You can't exactly see. You see, like, uh, branches rustling, and you throw your axe in that direction, and you hear, Ah! Uh, and <laughs> so you know you probably connected and uh, got some got some meat in there. So roll 1d6 uh, plus 2, and that's your damage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Whoa. It's a six plus two is eight. Uh, after you hear that, ah, you don't hear anything ever again <laughs> from that guy. <laughs> he never makes another sound ever at, again. At which point, him. we quickly put out the fire. Yeah, it on, is. Uh, uh, it is so wait, small. I was going to use prestidigitation on it. Okay, Justin uses his prestidigitation. Taco, Taco, maybe says a magic word. Maybe says I have maybe. the ability to instantly light or snuff out a candle, torch, or small campfire. So I think that'll work here. Yes, definitely. So. Um, it's not bigger than a small campfire. So, do you say some tight shit when you? Yes. Yeah. Say the say the incantation. <laughs> he certainly does. Yo quiero. <laughs> you can't. That can't be his. Yo quiero. I want. So. I want. I don't think like. Can you do me a favor and look at? I believe it's your other proficiencies and languages section. Okay. And what it says under there. I'm, I'm looking at his. It does, in fact, say Yoki. Uh, you guys just won your first fight with yeah. fucking a plum. One kill each. Yeah, you didn't take a lick of damage. Perfect. Hey, let's search these fools. Yeah, I want to go search them. Uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Is there anything on the goblins? You're not allowed to search. <laughs> Let's search them. Um, well, one broke into a thousand pieces. One's half, was, so he's covered with goo. The I ice that I check is the, the weeds. The ice one's probably a non-starter, but um, don't you think we ought to check on Gundren and Silly one of them? Um, oh shit! One of them actually has a, a collection of small coins, coppers, silvers. They have a lot of them, though, um, which equals out to about twenty gold pieces, which you can yeah. split up, however. However you want. Well, for right now, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just go and hold on to it. Sure. Uh, split it up once we No, get I, I should think... Uh, trust the cleric. I'm the, I'm the religious one. Okay, how about we each get... So, I felt like the cleric and I did most of the work there. All right. Listen, let's... let's here's what I suggest. We each take six. We put the rest into a pool that we'll split later. Good idea. Okay. Um, Every time one of us dies... We'll add five more into it. Excellent. Last so, one alive gets so it. So we'll, we'll just take six. So it's a tontine. Okay. Excellent. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's what you find on them. Yay, uh, Yeah, you guys did great. Justin. Yeah, we did it. Um, uh, Hold, wait, what? What are you doing? My dad was stuck to the chair. stuck to the chair. Oh, what, boy. Okay, he unplugged his headphones, too. What are you Sorry. doing? I'm just getting up. Why are you He's getting so up? You're plugging in. dance. Oh no! He's the podcast do, is not an inherently visual dance on our podcast. Murder dance. Murder dance. <laughs> okay. Oh, now he's gonna eat my shrimp. I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst game ever. All right. Um, All right. Now, what do we do? You tell me. I'm done telling you what well, you I did. I want to find out what's up with those horses. We gotta go check. Okay, we gotta can go we check can we please figure out some sort of order to this? Because I, right, I feel right now we're all just shouting. So can we take turns? I feel that. Um, that 
Merle may be right, and we need to check on the horses and see if we can find any indication that those were Guntrans and uh, Barry Blue Jeans. Uh, okay. the, uh, the, the horses are covered in... Um, well, not covered. They have a few, obviously, mortal holes in them. Uh, arrow holes, you recognize them as. Uh, but somebody's taking the arrows back from a very prudent They're archer. They're dead? Um, they are They're dead. They're not asleep? Oh, by the way, can I grab that short bow from that uh, dude so I can actually have a ranged weapon? You can. It's uh, not great. That's the, fine. It's better than what I got now, which is nothing. It's not a great short bow. Uh, if you want to look at the guide and see yeah. how short bows work, um, you can go for that. Um, Travis is a good looter. You it? are. Um, yeah. I'll also assume that there was... Um, a quiver of arrows yeah. you can use. Make sure that you pay attention to whether or not you're proficient in air bows. I assume you are. I think fighters are typically pretty good at just weapons. Yeah, I'm in proficient general. at all uh, martial and uh, common weapon or simple weapons. These were um, that was sort of the crown jewel of the weapons they were using. The other two didn't have longbows. They basically had shitty swords uh, that aren't worth your time. Um, Do I need to go recover the hand axe? Uh, I will just assume that you did. Okay. Unless Got something it. happens to you where, like, you are um, spirited away somehow before the end of the fight, you recover all of your arrows and okay. weapons and stuff like that. Right. Again, that's, like, another D&D thing of, like, I don't want you to have to go in town and be like, well, off to the arrow store. Because <laughs> that sucks. Although some people, that would work. That's no, that's, what I some mean, people some people for. do it yeah. that way. It's just not what I'm into. Um, okay. So, yeah, you uh, got these two horses. They are, um, they are dead as shit. There are a few uh, empty um, bags and containers lying around. Um, are they cold? The horses? Yeah. They are actually a little bit warm. This was not a... Um, okay. This did not happen last night, as soon as they left. You assume maybe they made camp after leaving the tavern last night, and um, this may have happened within a matter of hours. Um, and, in fact, why don't you guys make an investigation check, if you want, um, and I can tell you what you... What you can discern. So I'll explain the difference between investigation and perception. Perception is basically when you can't see something and you are trying to find out if something is there. That's perception. If you know something's there and you want to know more um, about it, that's investigation. I rolled a two. I can't find my own butt. You're like, wow. You like look at these big dead dogs. <laughs> uh, I could see it from far away, and I, then I knew nothing yeah, about it. Seventeen. Seventeen investigation. Okay. Merle. Wow. What do I add to it, Justin? Uh, the investigation number next to investigation. Uh, okay, so I rolled uh, an 11. Okay. Um, uh, Merle and uh, Magnus, you are sort of clueless. Uh, you notice the horses, horses? are sad about them. Uh, Justin, among the containers, you notice uh, an empty map container. Uh, maybe a tube that a, a roll of parchment could be secured inside. Or what you might ship a poster in, but fantasy-like. Um which you actually recognize from the tavern last night as something that Gundren did have on him at the uh, at the tavern. Uh, it's been uncapped, uncorked. It is empty. Um, okay. But you do take it to mean that these two horses did belong to to Gundren and Barry. Blue. Now I'm sorry. Didn't Gundren give us his map? No, he didn't. He didn't give okay. you his his. This was a different map. This was not a map that um, that it's a map that. It's not a map that gets you from Fandolin to Neverwinter. That map doesn't con- deserve a container. That's a shitty map. That's a dumb map of a route that anybody should know. So this may be the map to this lost ore mine. Possibly. I think it's playing into my suspicions that he 
Yeah, I he think was he trying had to pull something over. He had a, yeah, he had something else going on. Um, a map, so do, uh, cartographically based shenanigans is what you're do saying. Do we see anything as far as like any other track? Is there any indication that they were also killed here? Um, make a perception check, looking for I don't know blood or viscera. Uh, twenty-three. I, I need you guys. I rolled a one. Okay. Yeah, eight, 20, 23? 23. Justin rolled a 23. Um, y'all got to make these checks so much faster. Dad and Justin are sharing a dice. Can we just assume that if I got 23, then like... Yeah, yeah. They, um, okay. So, so Taco, uh, you don't see yes. any blood or anything on the ground? I mean, there is a lot of horse blood, and it's really hard to tell... I mean, obviously, it's more beautiful than human blood, more perfect. Uh-huh. Um, silvery. It's silvery. Uh, but you don't see a lot of, like, there's not a um, a Sildar-shaped pool of blood on the ground. Got where it. maybe he was dissolved. Can Eugene I make an observation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's wonderful that you continue the Mabimban tradition of killing horses. I didn't do it. this show. I didn't do it. Gerblins did it. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the evil Gerblins. You don't see any blood or anything, but you do notice... Um, with your keen perception, you do notice uh, a, a, a pattern in the dirt that suggests that um, that they were perhaps dragged into the brush around the area where the one goblin shot his fiery arrow at you, and then Dad threw an axe into the darkness and snuffed um, him out. Can can we go back to the brush and explore that again? Yeah, sure. Well, in fact, now see, hold on. With your hold on, so, if I may, Magnus raises his hand for yeah. a minute. <laughs> I'm not an intelligent man, but um, we've got a cart, like, packed to the brim with goods sitting here. Should we just be wandering off away from that cart? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, Magnus, you stay with the cart. Uh, with yeah, my let's go. Superior, I'm the only one that can, like, deal damage. Superior fun. perception. I'll investigate the brush. You could also hide your cart. In the brush. Sounds like quite the production. No, yeah. I like my plan. <laughs> now you're into splitting Lloyd up. Weber. <laughs> I will also say that splitting up the party is. Um, is okay, the leading, we'll cover it up with some branches. The leading cause wait, of wait, nature's. Wait, wait, split, splitting up the party is what? It's the leading cause of death in Dungeons it's and bad. Dragons. It is. It is ahead of heart disease. It's. Um, I will say that I use my vehicle proficiency to hide. Yeah, sure. I'll buy that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you take it down the uh, the path a little bit. It's uh, we we bury the goods. You uh, you take it into the the hole in the brush that you can see the the drag marks in, uh, going through, and you uh, sort of park it in the brush in a way that oxen keep an eye on the car. It is fully fully covered from the road. Right. So you are um, you have more or less secured the wagon. Let's head in the brush headlong. Oh boy, how are how are we gonna get out of this one, Travis? Well, it seems like them McElroy boys are at it again. They're stuck in a real pickle trap. Their pickles sure is trapped. Um, hi everybody. We're we're just gonna jump in real quick. Just interrupt the adventure super quick. Well, and then we'll get back to it. I know you're on the we're on the you're on the edge of your seats. You um, pay for the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge. You actually didn't pay for a seat at all, did you, freeloader? Yeah. Did you not pay for this goddamn podcast? Again? Um, 
Uh, we're going to just real quick throw a money zone at you, and then we're going to get back into the adventure. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier. For anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity, start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter. 
In case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. You, uh, if, if after this podcast you're feeling down because you just want to hear more, uh, nerd shit of us, like, rolling dice and pretending to, um, fight goblins and stuff, and you're feeling sad, why don't you boost your spirits by listening to some, some good tunes? Uh, might I suggest downloading a, a new album, uh, called Sketches by the band Red Sky Phenomenon, which, this is fun, uh, actually features a remix by uh, the host of Song Exploder, Rich K. Sherway, uh, a Max Fun podcast, for two American dollars. Um, just go to... That's like Red- a really good deal. Yeah, for some tunes? Fuck it. Just go to redskyphenomenon.bandcamp.com. Uh, you, you can sample the, the tunes. It's an electronic album. Uh, I would like to read this info real quick. Yeah, please. Okay, go to redskyphenomenon.bandcamp.com to download the new electronic album, Sketches, for only $2. I'm spending $200 for this message because I love MBMBAM and I don't even have a job. So the least you can do is download the album featuring a remix by uh, the host of Song Exploder and and 1AM Radio. So if you don't go check that out, then you have stolen this man's $200. Yeah, That's we need at least at. Uh, we need at least a hundred of you to do this, please. Um, also, I have a message for Heather from Mikey Person and Mikey Cat. Oh, I thought Mikey Person was like a name, but that's like a person named Mikey. Oh, I see. There's Mikey Person and Mikey Cat. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Mikey says to Heather, to my beautiful wife, a message from our favorite brothers. Your beauty, humor, Skyrim skills, and in- intelligence get better every year. Happy birthday, even though you will be on a plane to Thailand on your birthday, from your husband, Mikey. I mean, you can wish somebody happy birthday, even if they intercontinental. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That shit don't have to stay in the In this day and age, I'm sure they got Wi-Fi. Yeah, sure. They probably have cable. Don't Listen, Mikey, I, you sound fucking stressed out, man. I don't want you to worry about this. We got this. And Heather got this. She received it. You have Everyone's it. got this. You got my guarantee. Um, so, uh, happy birthday, Heather. So we're going to get back to the adventure and shit. Um, we had a lot of fun recording this, I think it's safe to say. I did. I don't know if you did, Travis. Well, I mean, it was all right, I guess. I had a pretty good time. I would like to do it more. Um, and the way, if you're enjoying it, the way to ensure that we do stuff like this more is to share this episode with all of your friends. Um... Yeah, or just let us know what you thought of it. I've I've never really DM'd before. Uh, we're playing like a new version of the game that nobody really knew how to play. My like dad had never played it. Justin had also basically never played it. So like I don't know. I feel like it was a bit. There was a bit of discomfort there for like the first forty five minutes or so um, that we kind of got over. So I I don't know. I definitely want to do more of it. Um, probably as like a separate thing. Well, if you want to tell us more about what you thought about the show, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. You can uh, do the My Brother, My Brother and Me Facebook appreciation group. Um, you can we'll probably make us. a. I'll also make a thread on the Max Fun forums, which you can find at maximumfun.org slash forums, I think. Which is um, home to all the other wonderful maximumfun.org podcasts, which you should yeah. check out. We don't have time to go into now, but they're incredible. 
They are really great. Um, so yeah, give us any feedback you you may have on like how this could be like a better thing or like a thing that we could do more permanently or um, how I can up my my DM game. Um, we've gotten some suggestions from people even before we put this out, like getting guest players and um, getting like, um, I think this is like a cool idea, like getting like Twitter submissions for things to actually put in the mm. adventure, which I All think right. would actually be super, super sweet. Um, uh, really, I think we just want an excuse to play more Dungeons and Dragons with each other because yep. um, I like it a lot. Uh so anyway, just just give us whatever feedback you might have. Uh, even if that feedback is, I didn't like it, please don't do any more of this. It smells um, like butt. Please uh, this, stop. Please stop. Um, you're all very bad at Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, keep that shit to like a minimum if you can, just because I am pretty sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, thank you all for, for listening. Uh, next week, I think we're going to put up the Los Angeles live show, which was phenomenal. I, I don't want to toot our own horns, but it's like my favorite live show we've ever done. Uh, the audio quality is very good which is going to be a refreshing change of pace for everybody. Uh, and then, I don't know, it depends on where Justin's at. He's he's in paternity leave right now, so um, hopefully we can get him back in here to record something. But if not, we'll, we'll get something up. We will, we're not going to interrupt the flow, as it were. So thank you all for listening, and now enjoy the rest of our uh, maiden voyage. So you follow these drag marks uh, down the trail, and uh, they're pretty easily followed. Gundren's kind of a big guy for a dwarf. He's big um, in in terms of diameter. So his trail left a definite impression in the loam um, to the mouth of a cave that uh, a sort of natural um, stream is flowing out of. Pretty wide stream, not especially deep. Is um, it beautiful? It's the most goddamn beautiful thing you've ever seen. Mm, that's nice. Um, it is. All of you get twenty points of inspiration just from seeing it. You are you are yes. deeply inspired. No, you don't get that. Um, oh crap! It's the mouth of a cave. Along sort of the stream, you can sort of see into the ca- cave a little ways, and you can see basically the cave is comprised of a uh, path along the the right side of the of the mouth of the cave. That leads in alongside of the stream, basically running perpendicular. How to far it. into the cave can we see? Um, maybe about twenty feet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of you will probably have to light a torch. This might actually be a good chance for um, maybe a light causing spell. Um, yeah, wizard, you got something? I have light. I, I mean, yeah, I there light. it is. I mean. You got it. Now, two out of three of us can see in the dark, though, right? That is I, true. I cannot, but I do have a candle. Um, that's not going to be especially luminous. Okay. That's not going to do a great job. Um, but, right. Dad, you can cast light for free, since it's a cantrip, onto okay. maybe a nice stick that you found on the ground, uh, and, and give that to a fighter who can't see super great um, in the under-earth. Is, Trav, is your weapon one-handed or two-handed? Uh, it is either. It is versatile. Okay, so you, I could give you a torch and you'd still be able to use your weapon. Right? You could also just cast light on my axe. That that might look bitchin'. Alright, let's go with the bitchin' effect of casting okay, light on great. your axe. Okay. <laughs> Travis now has do? this... Do I roll? 
No, it's fine. Oh, no. You're not attacking his axe. <laughs> Take this, you bastard. I hate you, axe. Um, Travis he's attacking now, the darkness. He's attacking the darkness, essentially. Uh, Travis, you now have this axe that you can use to see by. Dad, at will, uh, Merle, you can uh, turn it off just by clapping. Um, okay. Or by not believing anymore <laughs> in your magic. If you by stop giving it all up. up. It's very you, magic. Yeah. Um, so, so keep that in mind. Magnus can uh, now see pretty easily. Uh, uh, so can the two of you. But Merle, you have dark vision as well? I have dark vision. 60 foot radius. Okay. Uh-huh. So you guys, yeah, you don't really need light. You can maybe see a little bit further if you had a torch, but 60 feet, uh, this cave's not going to get much wider than 60 feet at any point. I'll, so I'll lead the fine. way with the light. I okay. Know, so. You are leading the way. Uh, not too far into the cavern, um, you feel the path branch off to the right. Um, I guess you see it because you have this beautiful light axe. Um, and in fact, as you sort of um, get within distance of that entrance, that the light of your axe from your the light from your bitching axe pours into it. Uh, you hear uh, rustling in there. You hear uh, the sound of metal sort of clinking together, almost like a chain being uh, being moved, lifted off the ground. Um, uh huh. So, does it sound like a happy chain or a scary chain? Uh, chains aren't typically. These are not magic chains that are Im- imbued with emotions. Okay. Um. So it's up to you how you want to handle this. I guess okay, let me so put it in this way. To the right? Does yep. it sound like a big chain or like just a regular human sized uh, chain? The passage goes on ahead of you, but there's uh, basically a natural sub cavern sort of splitting off to the right there that you have not really moved in front of, but you can hear um, the sounds of rustling and, uh, and chains. The- not like a lot of chains. It's not like a. It's not like there's a WWE backyard wrestling match <laughs> happening there, but. Listen. Like a Magnus, Jacob Marley. Magnus believes that chain. thinking is for other people, uh, and I tend towards action. So I'm going down that chain hallway. I like that. I, I am actually going to give you a point of inspiration for that. So I head down the hallway towards the chains. Okay. Did, did the two of you follow him? Or uh, are you more yeah, just taco like, chills. Taco well, just I think chills. that there's a chance that maybe Sildar and Gundren are chained up down there. Oh, listen to that. Okay. So I'm going to help. You head in. Uh, Merle, what's, what's your position on... Uh, I call chains. out, you fool, wait oh. for us! <laughs> you, shout, you shout loudly down the cave, it bounces down the halls of the cave. Uh, and oh, cool. uh, you don't hear any response now to they that. Defi- wave now of, they definitely know we're here. A wave of bats uh, comes pouring out. Um, they, wave of gas? Bats. 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 Baseball bats. Um, do the bats have gas? They definitely do, yeah. They're Roll a perception check to see if the bats look gassy. Okay, I guess I follow them. Okay. Well, I am well, chilling. There's no them to actually, follow. Taco's on team hangout. Um, well, I only oh. go by 25 feet. Like, I'm not going to get too far away. Well, no, I'm we're not, going we're not in combat, so you, the, there's no order. So Okay, well, um, I don't want to get too far away from them. So, okay. listen, I'm foolhardy, but I'm not stupid. Yeah, you're not. So I'm going to go down the hall, you know, the 60 feet that they can still see me and I can still see back. Okay. Um you space yourself out a little bit, and uh, you just sort of turn the corner into this cavern and sort of wave your axe around, um, hoping to cast some light on uh, the things that you see in there. Uh, inside, you see a uh, uh, decent-sized cavern. Um, no furniture, no furnishings to speak of whatsoever. There are um, stalag- stalactite 
which is the one that comes up out of the ground? Stalagmites. Mites. Are you sure about that? Stalactites. It goes stalactites are stalactites are from the ceiling. You see some see bitching. That's for ceiling. Bitching cones of rock. Pointy rock things built into the uh, the earth, and uh, coming out of them are these big metal rods uh, connected to chains, connected to wolves. Um, three wolves. Kill the light. Kill the light. Kill the light. <laughs> um, you can, Dad, but you I have mean, to say, you, kill the light. If the uh, well, if the natural what are they if do? the sounds you're okay. making as you're moving down the cavern didn't disturb them, the shout of "Hey, you, be more careful!" Uh, definitely, definitely woke them up. But they're not they're not like um, growling. They're not. Uh, they don't seem especially violent right now. Um, I actually Aww. have um, animal handling skill pretty good. Well, of course you do. <laughs> uh, I do. My 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 folk hero nature. I'm a farmer. Um, Carpenter. What's your animal handling? What is your animal handling? Plus three. Okay. Yeah, so is mine. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go check. Every on father wants to hear that from his son. I'm going to. I'm You're gonna, not his father uh, right now, are you? You're his adventuring companion. Oh, that's right. I'm going to cautiously but confidently approach the wolves. It, it, if anything is more important, what you're dealing with wolves. You got to be confident because they can exactly. smell that. I don't want to appear weak because the 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 predator prey behavior is going to kick in. Okay, uh, listen, with, with I know every, about animals. With every passing step that you draw closer to them, they seem more agitated. A uh, couple of them are snarling at you now. Uh, they are, but there's nothing else in the room other than these wolves. Um, make a perception check. Uh, twenty. A twenty. You notice actually in the back of the room you see uh, a crevice. Um. Almost perfectly in the back of the room, across from the entrance, uh, that uh, leads upwards. Um, almost like a natural chimney, kind of built into the uh, built into the cave there, that leads up to another chamber. It's very, very, very tight quarters. It's about 25 feet up. Um, it's straight up, though? Like, we wouldn't be able to shimmy up it? Uh, it is straight up. I mean, you might be able to spider climb your way up there, but it would be very, very difficult. But that's yeah, the only. So the wolves and this crevice are the things. And that in this crevice, room. yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna back, back away. Why from does the Travis wolf? always go first? Because I rushed in the room. He said he wanted to. All right, fine. I listen. That's gonna I'm be st- great every time, but once, and then you're gonna need a new brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still chilling out here. If anyone's curious. Okay. Um, Magnus, that was so what's your, wait, what's you've your got. Do you have illusion? Hmm. Do you have something that you can... You you can't ask me that. I'm not in there with you. <sighs> He's right. All right. You're correct. I'm, t- I- I'm tired of play. I want to play Dungeons & Dragons. I'm tired of asking questions about Dungeons & Dragons. Great. I'm, so I'm going to head back up Dungeons and I'm going to say, so there's some wolves down there. Doesn't seem like it's worth it. Let's keep going. Excellent. Well, I trust your judgment. Okay. I'm On into that. On we go. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, sure. All right, so uh, you can continue down the uh, cave. It's getting very dark. Basically, the natural light that was coming in from the mouth of the cave uh, is is it was providing quite a bit. Um, so you can see until now, basically, uh, and now you need your your light axe, your your mag light, uh, to really get around. Um, Merle and Taco. I almost forgot your name. Impossibly. Um, you are. You don't need it. You don't. You can see basically just fine down right. here. Um, 
So uh, as you are moving down the cave alongside this this stream, uh, you notice across the stream to the left uh, is a uh, is another passageway, but this one is just like covered in rubble. It seems like it's collapsed um, down down a ways. And uh, make also a perception check looking down the uh, length of the cavern the in the direction you're moving. Yeah. Uh Nine for me. Twelve. Fourteen. A fourteen? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Merle, you actually see up ahead the outline of a overhead bridge, an overpass that is that is suspended um, in the air. Uh, it's connected to uh, two entrances on the second story level. It, it, it looks like it's connecting two passageways uh, higher up in the cave, a second story. Uh, of this cave. Oh, you know, I bet that, that that shimmying up chimney thing would have really helped us here. Probably put us on that second level. Maybe. Um, you also see the outline of a figure sitting on top of the bridge. I'll uh, call out to him. Hello, friend. You're using common, I'm assuming, to do that? <laughs> no, elvish. Oh, elvish. <laughs> Just in case there's some underground elves. <laughs> uh, you hear a... a, a a questioning grunt, like, huh? Uh, and then, uh... I try getting, uh... No, shh, 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 Shut the fuck up. Um... I try getting goblin. <laughs> you try to get a goblin. You don't know goblin, so you kind of yell. Yes, I do. Um, it's one of my languages. Is it I know really? common, elvish, draconic, dwarvish, and goblin. Okay, what do you yell? Hello, friend. Who's there? Hey, a little bit. I, I... You don't sound like, uh, anybody I know. We're just exploring. We've taken a wrong turn. You certainly have. Uh, I would actually heartily recommend you turn around. This is not a great place for tourism. <laughs> Where we found ourselves. He does not know how to handle that situation. Come a little bit closer. Show yourself to me. <laughs> Come closer? Come closer to Did the say- overpass. This is a good time yep. if you've got any illusion magic. I will warn you, we're very dangerous, though we mean you no harm. We, I would not suggest launching an attack on us. How dangerous are you? Uh, how dangerous are we talking? <laughs> level level go one. Ask the, go ask the goblin cut in half how dangerous we are. You cut, you cut a goblin in half? Yeah, but he wasn't oh, cool excellent. like you. Excellent. Excellently. Well played. I was just trying to establish a rapport. Now, to be fair, to be fair, Merle doesn't speak goblin, and neither do I. Okay. Oh, that's right. He doesn't understand. Do you have gold? Sorry? In you? Gold. <laughs> so, gold <question>. Sorry. <laughs> Where are we? You're in our you're in our hideout. You were m- making me extremely <laughs> uncomfortable. I don't know who you are, what you're doing. Uh, we sometimes take new recruits, but like I, I seeing you is certainly my part name, of the interview process. My Martha. name is Taco. A friend of ours was taken, and his horses were killed. We're searching oh, for our shit. friend. Oh shit! Yeah, we did that. Hey guys, someone's here. Guys, it's the guys from the use, horse thing. Use mage <laughs> Use mage Push him off. I need uh, the three. Wait, of how you. close? How close am I, Griffin? Uh, you are. Uh, you managed to get about twenty feet in there. Um, but as he yells, he readies his weapons. Uh, so go ahead and roll initiative. Push him off the thing with your mage hands. 
Oh my god. How'd you I get got a seventeen? Dad, you got a Merle got a four or I got a ten. Top? Okay. I got it Merle got a ten. Uh and uh Taco got a uh, four. Four. Yikes. Is that with your modifiers? Yes. We're just give, gonna give you the numbers with the modifiers right. from now on. Yeah, I got seventeen. Oh Jesus, okay. That's very good. That's a two. Plus two equals four. Okay. Um, So you have this one goblin on the overpass, um, and after his word of warning, uh, nobody's really rushed to his aid, either by the two entrances the overpass connects or from the depths of the cave that you're facing. Um, You do hear in the distance down the the length of the cave uh, uh, an extremely loud racket. Um, you hear, uh, voices saying something. Taco, you can understand, uh, as one of them says, uh, two voices talking. You hear one say, really? And the other says, you heard him. And then, uh, you hear a banging, uh, almost like, um, somebody's hitting something against something else. You can't exactly, unless you see it, you can't really tell what the, what the noise is. But you hear a pretty terrible sound coming from down there. Uh, and top of the order is Magnus. Um, so I am going to hole up in that. In- they're coming from behind us? They are coming from... Uh, nobody's coming. You can't really determine. The voices you heard are actually coming from them uh, in front of you, behind the overpass. The overpass is in front of you. Behind that is is deeper. Okay, great. I'm going to post up and move to in front of that overpass, the entrance in the overpass, so I'm going to ready in action. Where are you... Uh, were you moving underneath the bridge? I'm moving to the opening, wherever it is that the voices are coming from. I want to be ready for whoever's coming. Okay, so you sort of position yourself uh, uh, in front of... You move under the underpass to the other side, waiting for whatever's coming down. Yeah, and I'm going to ready an attack action. For what? If some, for the first person to come down that hallway. You're just going to melee attack him? Yeah. Okay. Um, so and, I, and, I, and by the way, I've got my shield and my, my axe. Okay. So to explain, um, you can ready an action as an action. You basically have to say what you're going to do and what's going to trigger it. Um, so maybe you're not in a good position to do something right now, but you will be if somebody moves closer to you. You can ready that action and then uh, use it basically as soon as the trigger pops. Um, so uh, you post up there. Next in the order is um, Merle. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith. Okay. Around around uh, Magnus. Okay. Can you explain what that does? Uh, shield of Faith. Uh, shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two bonus to AC for the duration. Okay. Baller. Um, yep. And are you going to move or do anything else? That, I guess that's your action. Um, that was my action. Okay, so Travis, you have plus two to AC? Yeah. Uh... And, Dad, I think you just expended one of your spell slots. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cool. Then the order moves to the goblin uh, on the overpass. Um, He sees you put a magic, beautiful shield around this already heavily shielded fighter in the front. Uh, So he sort of turns his attention off of Magnus. He's pretty sure he can't penetrate all that. Um, and he's actually going to aim at Merle with a short bow. 
and he rolls a, ooh, Jesus, a 21 versus AC. What's your armor class? 18. 18. So 21 beats your 18, so he hits you. Uh, Four. Okay. Four plus two, so six piercing damage. Okay. And what does that come off of? You are hit. You have 11. You have hit points. Ah, all right. So I'm down to five. You are down to five. Um. Okay. Uh, that's it for him. Nobody else really shows up uh, in that round. It's on to uh, Taco. Uh, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost on that fool. I got one, the, the one goblin on the bridge. Away up from on the me. overpass. Okay. Oh, the overpass goblin. Okay. Uh. Ooh. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. That is a hit. That's uh, just to make sure. Where am I getting? Yeah, okay. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you sure it's not just a a, a saving throw, just like yes. it is when Dad used one? No. Some range attacks, uh, some range spells are range attacks. Okay. Some are uh, a saving throw. Think of it like uh, if it's coming down on like an area, they make mm-hmm. a saving throw to get out of the way of it. If it's gotcha. uh, something that is firing sort of like an arrow, then it's a range attack. Gotcha. So Justin hit him. All right. Yeah, you got to roll damage. Coming up. We got eight damage. Nice. Eight damage. He takes all of that. Uh, it sort of knocks him back a little bit, but he maintains his footing on the overpass. He looks like he's uh, about to kick it. He looks real bad. Um, okay. So that is the end of the round. Um, from the back of the hallway that Travis just ran up very valiantly to defend, you hear... Um, almost like something has just fallen over... And then immediately after that, you hear the the telltale sound of rushing water. Tits. <laughs> uh, okay. It is, uh, it is back to Magnus, the heavily shielded, very, very brave fighter. I'm suddenly very worried about the wolves in the back. They're going to drown. Uh, that passageway actually goes up, so don't worry about those wolves. Uh, I would oh, worry more shit. about your self your body gotcha well it seems pretty limited in what i can do so the uh the stream next to you has uh also when that happened just sort of picked up a little bit sort of got uh kind of fast i'm gonna step to the side (laughs) to what's um so what we're looking at here is kind of an opening underneath the bridge and that's what i'm standing in front of correct you're basically a little bit in front of being under the overpass, it's about ten feet up. Great. I'm gonna head back. Okay. To where my buddies is, and then I'm gonna shoot the little goblin with my short bow. Um. Okay. Okay. Unless there's something else I can do. No. You're you're just gonna sort of stand there. Yeah. Um. Twenty three. Twenty three. That is a hit. Okay. Great. And then D six plus three five. You hit him square in the chest, and he says, Wow, you guys weren't kidding. And then he falls off the, the bridge, uh, limply, into the street. That's, that's the same one that I had been attacking? Yep. Yes. Yeah. It was, okay. the, it was the only one. Um, Kudos all around. High fives. So there are no more monsters, but we are still in initiative order. Uh, we will move on now to Merle. Do we have... Are you saying we no longer have access to the uh, the chamber that had the wolves in it? 
Uh, that chamber was back a ways. You couldn't dash right. back there. Then I say we need to cross the... O- I'm going to cross the overpass. Okay. You you aren't on level with it. It's about 10 feet up. Oh, I see. So the... Oh, okay. So it does not come to our level and then overpass. I gotcha. Gotcha. Well, obviously we need to move forward and get out of the way of the water. Forward I, is the direction the water's coming from. Mm. It, does there seem to be any way to get up to the overpass level? I mean, you can climb. Well, then let's climb. Well... You are already hacked. Merle can I, I will climb. I, I will climb. What do I need to do? Uh, you will make I a... I want to try to climb up to the overpass. Okay. To climb, you make a an athletics check to basically scale up okay. the wall. You're not climbing that high, and there is like a ra- rocky, craggy surface. So okay. it's not an especially difficult check, actually, to get up there. Um, the bridge is relatively rickety. Uh, it's a goblin... Uh, construction, so it's not amazing, but uh, it looks like it'll hold your weight. Okay, so I roll a twenty-sided die. You roll a twenty-sided die, and you add your uh, your athletics. <laughs> All right, I rolled a three, so my athletics is four. That makes it seven. That is not sufficient. You start to climb up the rocks. Uh, they're a little bit wet from the moisture in here. You slip off. You don't take any damage because uh, you're probably only a few feet up. And you're not a very tall person, so, I mean, that is a significant distance, but you do land on your ass. And you're okay. embarrassed. Ow. You take ten embarrassment points. <laughs> Ten's like it. And, and, and I peed a little. I okay, peed a little. you peed a little bit. Um, you might be advanced in years. Maybe you pee a little bit every time you take any damage. I don't uh, remember saying anything about my age. All right, uh, Taco, hurry, we gotta do this. Uh, it's on to... Meryl. Yeah. Meryl, don't forget to... You look... Damaged. If you have some sort of way of healing yourself, be sure to oh, gosh, explore right. that. You're you're injured. Uh, I will attempt the same climb that felled my friend Mur. Okay. I have no athletics. Here we go. <laughs> Fourteen. What'd you roll? Fourteen. Fourteen. That'll 14. do. It. You uh. You. S- oh, I'm looking at a lucky first timers. First time is luck, huh? You scurry up the uh, up the rocks, and uh, you you manage to climb on top of this bridge. If you feel it sway and shake a little bit underneath you as you get up there, but uh, it holds fast. Um, that is the end of the round. Uh, suddenly, a horrifying wave of water, a wall of uh-huh. water, comes uh, hurtling down the cave, and. Um, basically blasts into uh, our heroes that are on the ground level. First, it hits Magnus, and then shortly thereafter uh, collides with Merle, who is still on his ass. It starts to uh, sweep you away. Um, however, you you both are sort of close to the craggy cave wall. So you can make a a dexterity saving throw to try and not get flushed by this uh, this wall of water that's rushing at you. Uh, so basically, you're going to roll a d20 and add your dexterity modifier to it, and you want to beat a target that I'm not going to tell you. I got a 13. You got 13 total? Merle? Yep. I got a 16. Okay. So both of you managed to uh, grab onto the wall at just as this wave of water hits you uh, and tries to pull you away unsuccessfully. There was a lot of water, though. Um, so you are sort of 
having to fight against the stream, holding onto these rocks. So I need you both to also make a strength saving throw to uh, make sure that you can hold onto this rock. The whole time, Taka, you're just sort of watching uh, this this charade take place from your safe perch. I got a 13. You're not laughing, but you are amused uh, to see how it goes. I got a 13. I got it. I got seven. Uh, both of you get flushed. Uh, oh, no. In a torrent of, of water. You weren't really, like, uh, hit by the wave of force that this thing brought with it at first, but you are dragged uh, down the uh, cave back into sort of the first antechamber. Uh, go ahead and take 1d4, both of you. 1d4. As you're uh, sort of uh, pachinkoed around the rocks. Wait, even with my special shield? How do I know? Well, the water wasn't attacking you as much as it was yeah, dragging you and breaking you against rocks. I got a three. You got a three. I got a three as well. Okay. So you both take three damage. I'm down to two. Uh, and that is the end of I'm combat. fine. <laughs> Don't worry about me. You okay, Taco? I'm fine. Uh, Don't worry about Taco. So, but that was the end. That now was the, the end. You were out of combat. That's the end. Um, you actually hear uh, Taco from down the cavern in Goblin. Uh, you are primed to hear this Taco. Uh, the other two are sort of too far away. And also they don't speak Goblin, so they wouldn't hear it. But you hear, uh, do we get him? Answer in Goblin, Taco. <laughs> no! No, no, yes. Tell him <laughs> yes. yes. Tell him yes. <laughs> Sorry, let me try again. Yes! Which one is it? Make up your mind. No, we definitely got them. Oh, thank God. Should we come down there, or is it is it cool? No. Is it? No, no, I got... Do their drowned bodies look kind of cool? <laughs> tell them it's... A, I, tell them there's water everywhere. It's freezing. I, I got too haughty from the killing, and I, I, I'm joking. Oh, out. Jesus, not again. <laughs> We're actually going to stay up here. Don't Thanks, come in. Don't come in here. It's private. Uh... You, uh, you hear them shuffle off. You hear the sound of footsteps moving away from you. Uh, and you think that, uh, using your clever ruse, you have scared them off. Yes, ruse. <laughs> <laughs>